Your neighborhood gives me the creeps. Your neighborhood gives me the creeps. Ooh, your neighborhood gives me the creeps. All right, welcome once again to Chicago Unbelievable. We are now walking down the path in the Rubio Woods Forest Preserve towards the infamous Bachelor's Grove Cemetery once again because of Hector and his lump of coal. Yep. Uh, Hector, <laughs> you want to tell us all about the lump of coal? All right, two years ago we did a podcast from here with uh, my nephew and yourself and so forth. Yeah. Uh, it was actually um, Aaron's first podcast with us. Yeah. It was originally planned as the last Weird Chicago podcast, and I decided mm-hmm. to make it into the first Chicago Unbelievable one. Yeah, so we were uh, doing that uh, podcast, and we got lost in the forest behind the uh, the Bachelor's Grove Cemetery. Yeah. I found a lump of coal that I found interesting. It looks like a regular rock. Mm-hmm. And um, I found it interesting, and I took it with me. Yeah. Ever since I took this lump of coal, let's just say I haven't had the best of luck. All right. So because of that, I've decided, I don't, now mind you, I don't believe in curses, I don't, but I also don't believe in coincidence, and I'm in no, I'm in, I'm nobody's fool. Yeah. So I'm one of those people where if uh, something happens and it's it's because it's, it falls on the same thing as something else, then I'm going to get rid of it. Like I have a lump of coal, I've got bad luck. I'm going to get rid of the said lump of coal, and that's yeah. what I'm going to do right now. Yeah. All right. That that just sounded so intelligent. Didn't it? I'm <laughs> really tired, and I apologize. Everybody. Yeah. You talk you talk to uh, Ken Berg, our old uh, co-host <laughs> from. Back in the way old days, uh, I haven't talked to him in a long time. Yeah, and um, uh, he's still friendly, and he's, yeah. he's still awesome. Uh, but what had happened was I called him up, and I was trying to explain to him the, what was going on. He referred to it as coincidence, and that it's nothing like Mount Pele in Hawaii, where if you take a rock, you have to bring it back, or else you're played with bad luck until you return it. Mm-hmm. So I called him up, and we kept missing each other because... Strangely enough, one of the things that's been happening to me is that electronic devices have been malfunctioning. Mm. Cars, I drive a truck for a living, I went through two trucks in a single day. Jeez. Uh, my phones, whenever I leave messages on answering machines, most of the time they don't pick up. Uh-huh. So I was telling Ken, Ken that you know I needed to talk to him about this. I gave him two messages, he only got one. Cool. So as we're talking, and he goes, yeah, it's just coincidence, nothing like that ever happens at Bachelor's Grow. As soon as he said grow... Both our phones hung up. <laughs> Called me right back, and I go, I'm leaning towards Bachelor's Grove. He goes, yeah. <laughs> I'm leaning towards Bachelor's Grove, too. Yeah. So he recommended that I return to Rock. Yeah, so. yeah. Ken would, he, would either tell you this is the most haunted place in the world or not haunted at all, depending on his mood, I think. <laughs> either time, he'd swear either way. Yeah, but. <laughs> He's good at it. Yeah. Well, he was the guy, um, you might remember the story that I've told a few times, that he was out here with the uh, Midlothian sheriff and a, I think it was a Tribune reporter. Oh, yeah. And um, he's got this head thing in his head that some kid had lost some money and wandered out into the pond. I would not set foot in that pond for anything. I mean, I don't think there's, you know, the stories about dead bodies and probably even snapping turtles are probably nonsense. But it looks like you can see like nine different diseases floating around in that pond. Yeah, and some of them are sentient. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah. He like wandered in and like fished out a Liberty Head half dollar from the murk of the pond. He called me in the middle of a tour to tell me about it, and you know at this point I take everything Ken says with a pretty large grain of salt. But you know even so, if you're getting, you could have just buried the thing, got the same effect, man, without you know risking like wiener hungry snapping turtles or something. 
Wiener hungry. Wiener hungry snapping turtles. Sure, sure, because that's what they aim for. <laughs> not your toe, not your fingers. Your wiener. Right. Because <laughs> we're men and that's our priority. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Oh, <laughs> yeah, it's already fallen to that. This, uh, yeah. This oh, super. Awesome. Oh, you know, I, I tend to be fairly dismissive of Bachelors of Grove and John. I sure do seem, seem to end up here a lot. Yeah. Sometimes when I come out here, it's like Norm walking into Cheers or something. <laughs> I just, you know, what I often tell people is you don't really need to see Goes of Bachelors Grove. The people you meet there are interesting enough. Yeah. And so, yeah, I guess if I'm Norm, this makes uh, Hector Kramer. Yeah. <laughs> oh, here we are. It's looks uh, we, we, we passed a couple of people on the way uh, down the forest path. I don't really see anybody else in here right now. It's fairly unusual for a Saturday morning. I haven't seen it this overgrown in a long time. Yeah, this is new. This is like, it's, uh, yeah, well, for those of you who are not familiar, Bachelors Grove is an abandoned cemetery in the middle of the Rubio Woods Forest Preserve, said by some people to be the most haunted place in the world. There are about 200 bodies buried here, and only about 20 of the gravestones remain. Most of the ones that are here are falling apart. Um been very heavily investigated. It's long been a popular place to sneak in to get wasted. Mm-hmm. Lots of ghost stories about it, including the legend of the vanishing house that appears out in the woods, uh, thought to be the old Schmidt farmhouse. Uh, one of the most famous photographs of ghosts in the world is the photograph of the girl on the gravestone that was taken in 1991 by Judy Huff Fells of the Ghost Research Society. Now, this is kind of from the, time for the shameless plug. I do, in the next couple of weeks, have a new book out called uh, Ghosts of Chicago through Llewellyn Worldwide. Shameless plug. Ooh, there's a daddy long legs. Sure. <laughs> Down on the ground. Walking through your shadow. Oh, nice. Daddy <laughs> and long legs. and uh, that book contains actually a scan of Judy's own original print of that photo. I talked to her at length about the photograph. I found out some things I certainly never knew about. And I never knew that uh, she, described her, she describes herself as clairaudient and clairsentient. Oh, uh, or, clair, or clairvoyant. Uh, she can see and hear ghosts. Uh, she says this runs in her family... Um, and with the day that she took the photograph of the girl on the grave, she didn't see her there, but she did sense that somebody was there. And that's the only time she ever used that camera with infrared film. Yeah. It was a real pain in the neck to use. It was 1991. It took her forever just to find somebody who would even develop it for her. Nice. So, yeah, I didn't know that about her. She runs in her family. Her grandmother was a spiritual healer in Germany. So, oh, yeah, we're at the infant daughter grave right now, the uh, Fulton family plot, what's left of it. It's generally known as infant daughter. There's a couple of, uh, there's a flower and uh, what appears to be a ceramic cabbage patch angel Strangely set up in front of it. About, uh, people using uh, this area to get wasted. Uh, yeah, there's also... There's a, there's a cigar uh, wrapper here that the, yeah. somebody made a blunt from. And some gum. Yep. Because that's what infant daughters want is blunts and gum. Yeah, apparently. Together at last. Mm. <laughs> A lot of people leave offerings for the grave that is just marked infant daughter. It was uh, fairly common at the time that they, when a, a baby died, they didn't they died unnamed. It happened quite a bit. A couple of a couple of the people thought to be in the couch tomb were uh, stillborns who died unnamed. Mm, that's shame. Yeah. This, yeah, this place is, is uh, not always uh, makes me feel <coughs> weird uh, because I remember the first time I was ever here, somebody had set up a um, a candle. And people were throwing quarters in it, and everyone who had who had children, where no matter how they threw the quarter, the quarter would always go inside the uh, the candle, the glass candle holder, and everyone who didn't, uh, no matter where you threw it, uh, threw a quarter from, it would never go in. And we tried it, and it just every mm. single time you could put your quarter above it. If you didn't have kids, it wouldn't go in, and it was a trip. I was like, I didn't even, I didn't even know that was possible, and I, I watched it. Like, a bunch of us watched it. 
Yeah. You just get a chill? I did, it did suddenly get a little cooler right here. Yeah. For sure. It's an August day in Chicago. Yeah, um, well, there it is. Well, yeah. Oh, yeah, there it is. There it is. Yeah. Huh. I do, I do occasionally feel cold spots in this place. Mm-hmm. Now, generally, mm-hmm. I would tell people if it hadn't been for the girl on the grave picture, I would just dismiss this out of hand, this place. But, yeah, suddenly it feels like autumn right here. The leaves yeah. just started falling. I just saw a whole bunch of leaves fall. They haven't changed yet, mostly. Still very green out here. Uh, leaves are beginning to fall. Speaking of green, wow, the pond is, is pure green. Huge cold spot because it's like, it's like here. Yeah. It's even so cold out there. Yeah. Yeah. I showed her where we found that cold spot mm-hmm. the first time we came out. Yeah, yeah. and when we were walking yeah. by. Yeah, I was over by the tree, so right? By the tree, yeah. 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 And this one time I, d- I have felt cold spots in here that you know go beyond just what a breeze would be. You know what a yeah. breeze feels like. Yeah. Um. And sometimes it's just you stand in a place and it gets markedly colder. It doesn't feel like a breeze, it's just colder. Yeah, and it's... And, and you can identify, like, where the coldness ends. Right, you can, yeah. you could like, draw an outline around it. Yeah. The best, uh, the best way you to... Have, like, an air marker or something? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> air, the, they're, they're making them. Colder. Yeah. yeah. But the best, way to, the best way to identify a cold spot I've always found is that if you feel an area that's cold and it's still, even if it's windy around it, it's mm. cold and it's still. Yeah. And uh, it, it adds to the eeriness that there's no movement, but it's cold. Mm-hmm. So and that's the way I've always, that's that's how I've always found cold spots. Well, it does, like feel, it does feel a little bit spookier here to me than it normally does out in Bachelor's Grove. It normally I just feel recently. like, yeah, yeah, there you go, the moisture in the air. Mm-hmm. And, you know, most of the time I come out here, I can come out here by myself. I'm just fine. It doesn't really spook me at all in here. The, the woods around it are spookier than the cemetery. Cemetery Always got the same eerie feeling for me. Yeah. You know, it, I came out here, it was less than a year ago, maybe 10 months ago. And the feeling at the time, there were quite a few people here, and I came with a different friend. It was like not spooky at all. It was light and it was peaceful, and it was, I mean, like any other cemetery. Yeah. Today feels a little bit, a little weirder yeah. <laughs> than that time. But, yeah. But it kind of surprised me because the first time we came out here, it was gloomy and and it was you know, cool outside, and a lot of things were happening. Like, um, I had someone tug on my shirt that yeah. time when we were overlooking at the deck mm. um, tomb, or headstone, so. Yeah. Uh, because I didn't, uh, I didn't add that to my phone yet. I'll, I'll take one for you. Hey, we are, of course, here at Bachelor's Grove with uh, my co-host as ever, Hector Reyes, also his roommate, Aaron Pischke, and their friend, Amy, who is at Bachelor's Grove for the first time today. The, it's it's uh, so overgrown right now, it's hard to see where most... Well, most of what we got here is you don't see the entire gravestone, it's just the bases of the stones that are lying on the floor, where the stones, where the markers themselves used to be. Um, back in the 1960s and 70s in particular, this was a very popular place for rowdy teenagers. I actually met a guy last time I was out here who told me that he was involved with some of the digging up the graves back in the 60s and 70s. There was like a long-standing rumor at the high school that one of the guys had been buried with a certain amount of money with them. Uh, the, the actual amount varied depending on who was telling the story, but apparently they, there was one grave they dug up over and over again. Uh, the coffins, he said, he's, he told me he has pictures of the coffins that have been dug up out of here. I haven't seen them myself, but he told me he's got them. They look like uh, Wild West movie coffins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get those pictures. We had, uh, we, I, I would love to get there. those pictures. Yeah. Wood, wood. Uh, most likely around here, they would have been wood coffins. I He's... just saw movement over there. 
Yeah. Some of these guys did die in the... Well, I don't know. Most of the, most of the gravestones here... Um, the ones that have dates tend to be from about the 1920s. And that, that would have been past the era of the Fisk Metallic Burial Case. It also really would have been past the era of the old... Uh, the oblong box coffins, too, oh, really. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like you picture, look at the picture of the Italian bride in her coffin. That's, you know, looks like a modern casket, really. Yeah, it does. There's a lot of insect activity here. Which a is lot of a, bugs, which, yeah. Which is unusual for this area. <laughs> so that's a plus. That's actually kind of adds to pleasantness of this area. Yeah. Now, usually you hear about, you know, every time there's an abandoned cemetery, there are stories about the teenagers used to dig up the bodies. In this place, we do know that it's at least partially true. There are uh, newspaper articles of the police catching students and uh, high schoolers digging up graves out here in the 60s and 70s. One of, one of them, they'd been out there like every night for a week working on digging up one grave. Now, a good grave robber could get five or six in one night. Oh. You know, a whole team of people working for a week couldn't get down to one of them. Are you talking about rotters again? We're no, we're not talking about more. rotters today. Yeah. But, uh, <coughs> you live off of Cemetery Road. Very small cemetery. That's the thing that's always surprising for people. Yeah, it's it's uh, not much bigger than a couple of backyards. Yeah. Or a big backyard, I guess. Bigger than I ever had, but you know. And you do get the sense that it's old. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, um, yeah. Most of the uh, most of the gravestones are from the early 20th century, mm -hmm. but it feels so much older than that. Yeah. Got the Decker one in front of yeah, us we're right, right now. Deck, was, Bernard F. Deck. Well, the last time there's mornings on the other side. Yeah. I think the last time we came out here, it was flipped the other way. Mm -hmm. And then when I came out last time, last year, it was actually, someone had put it back up. Yeah. Now it's down again. That would not be easy. This thing probably weighs... About three or four hundred pounds. Yeah, at least, I would say. Yeah. yeah. This is where I was standing last time when uh, when I felt that, like, tug on the back of my shirt. Yep. You can see, like, the weeds are even lower at that point than they are right now. Should we walk over to the woman in white grave? Yeah, let's do that. All right. Have you seen the picture, Amy? No. The uh, famous woman. Let's see if we can bring that up. Uh, <coughs> yeah, actually, I think it's in the book. That's yeah, it's in the shot. book. Yeah. Was it taken in infrared? Yes, it was taken with an infrared film. Uh, there it is. Yeah. This is the uh, the famous version of it right here. Now, wasn't that part of like a? It's yeah. Larger... Also, if you if you uh, turn the if you look over on the other page here, that's a scan of Judy Huffels' original the copy. And the girl's like way over on the side oh, there. Oh, so she's just way over off to the side. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's one of the more famous ghost pictures around. Mm -hmm. And nothing in in my my speaking with Judy, nothing made me think that she had just faked the whole thing. Yeah. I think I met her that one time. I've never I've never met her in person. We just spoke quite a bit over email. Because um, I, I thought I met her through you. I apologize. I, I no. think I didn't that grave is not too far from over here. I've met a lot of people through this. The Rippet <laughs> Grave. Through the, the ghost hunting community. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, you wow. mean, Yeah. Richard Moss, 1934. Mm -hmm. This one looks like it's uh, uh, been two graves stacked on top of each other. How did I not... Was this new? 
Uh, no, that was, uh, that's not too, it's, uh, it's, uh, uh, obelisk. That right. Uh, yeah, somehow, somehow, I don't know, it was, like, surrounded by weeds last time I was there. Yeah, somebody, yeah. somebody was trying to put it back together. Yeah, yeah, somebody's tried to put this back together since we've been here. There should be there should be a group of people who dedicate themselves. There's to a try to there's a few pe- a few groups out there, but you know there's a lot of drama and infighting among the various groups. <laughs> oh, like there's a garbage can with the uh, website of one of them right over out by the front here. Yeah, you know, there are various groups who have been uh, done, really done a very good job of cleaning this up, but I'm not taking sides among them. <laughs> if I would would ever win the lottery, I would actually like start like have somebody come in and. Like mow this area, and, and so they, a lot of people would like to. I guess the city of Midlothian tends to deny requests to do that sort of thing. Thank you, Midlothian. Yeah. That's a great There's name. Hageman. Hageman. Yeah. <laughs> What's your name? My name is Hageman. Yeah. You no. sir have an epic name, or ma'am. Is this the the rest of the Hageman grave over here? That's fault lying on the ground. Uh, yes, Charles Hageman. Charles Hageman died 1924. Di- Charles Hageman died 1924. Also, Minna Minna, his wife, born 1847, died 1894. So, I think. I think that says 1924. It looks like 1524, but that can't be right. Definitely can't be right. Right. Things are kind of worn away out here. And over here we've got what's... Uh, this always surprises people that this is the this is the woman's grave. This is the woman in white, mm-hmm. where that was in the famous photograph. What surprises people is that it's so small. <coughs> <Yeah. coughs> <I'm> sorry. <coughs> Allergies are killing me out here. Um... In the photographs, it does look like the woman is. Uh, it looks. It looks like the woman is sitting on something about the size of like a steamer trunk, and really, it's not much bigger than a milk crate. Airplane just flew right overhead. This way at the Midway Airport. <clears throat> yeah, this pond looks utterly disgusting today. I'll give Ken credit. Oh, yeah, you got to get frogs. Ooh, yeah. Oh, frogs hopping all over this place. That is adorable. Yeah. Or are they frogs of death? <laughs> Demon frogs from hell. Yeah, you we'll go home and we'll go home in the night we'll be lying in our beds and we'll hear ribbit. Ribbit. <laughs> no, it'd be a little bit slower. Ribbit. 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 <laughs> Talking to the said frog? Yeah. Hello, said frog. How are There's you? There's another one, too. There's frogs hopping around all over the place today. Well, it is a swamp. Yeah, so you know. <laughs> you're going to see frogs. Yeah. <laughs> I don't usually see this kind of kind of animal life in the pond here. I'm not surprised, but... Do they have, like, three eyes or something? Yeah. No. <laughs> they just do. Okay. Oh, they're all looking at us, though. Oh, yeah, I can I see them. Oh, I see them now. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, they're very well camouflaged oh, among yeah. all of the gunk. Oh, wait, that one's there? Look at that. Yeah. They're all over. Camouflage. There's one there. The, they're one looking there. right up at us. I never would have noticed them just looking if some yeah. of them weren't hopping. There's one right there. There's two there. There's one right there. I was, you know, I was thinking I didn't need another picture of Bachelor's Grove, and I do want some frog pictures. Yeah. Frog. They're, they're amphibians, right? Yes, they are. Yeah. 
That's right, Amy. Right there. <laughs> yeah. Holy crap. Out of the, out of the pond. Bro, I'm looking at the one. one swimming over there. One swimming over there. So I didn't tell you about yesterday. It's part of no. the reason. It's uh, my first stop at where for my job. I work for a meat company. Uh, there was a skunk that was apparently poisoned and was acting oddly in the dock. In the dock okay. area. So, Seems like we've been like an influx of skunks in Chicago lately. I've been smelling yeah. skunk in the neighborhood. But what was really weird about it is that we couldn't move until the skunk was uh, removed. And what the company had to do, they had to bring their security guard with an air rifle and kill the skunk. <laughs> so 40 minutes of us waiting for the skunk to be killed. And then we started, um, and then I had to do my pickup. Yeah. So, yeah, it was... It was Yes, a skunk skin hat. Yeah. Yes, actually, there are people who keep uh, skunks for pets. They uh, remove the uh, smell gland, yeah. and they're very yeah. sweet. Yeah, mm. yeah, they're apparently very sweet. Why did they have to kill the skunk? Because it was it was already dying. It was poisoned, so mm. it ate some. Uh, I, w- some I want to see bait. you in a skunk skin hat, Hector. Yes, Hector, Hector Reyes, king of the near west side. <laughs> I've got a bunch of tea for you. <laughs> what? <laughs> How about meat? That was the weirdest attempt at creating a catchphrase I think I've ever heard, Hector. I've got a bunch of tea for you. I'm going to keep it now. That's okay. it. That is now fishing in my catchphrase. All right. I've uh, got tea. This is Chicago <laughs> Unbelievable hanging out at Bachelor Grove. And if you see Hector, he's got some tea for you. <laughs> now, I've got a bunch of a tea. A bunch of tea for us. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think Hector was actually just possessed what? by one of the uh, old women who died in 1924 out here. Maybe Minna Hageman. I've got a bunch of tea for you. <laughs> Would she have said a bunch of tea for you? Yes, a bunch in of those tea. days. And why not? Sure. <laughs> sure. A bunch of tea for you. Yo. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it seems like walking through the river is different every time I come out here, too. Now, I know intellectually that this place isn't really different every time I come here. I just notice different things. Like, today I noticed a brick. Uh, um, there's a lot of bricks in the riverbed, actually. Okay, yeah, I know it's not, you know, intellectually I know it's not really different every time. People have mapped all this place out. It's, you know, they can find their way around better than I can. Uh, all right, here's an easy path we can get through that Hector has discovered in his quest to get rid of the cursed lump of coal. Ironically, in Puerto Rico, and uh, during Christmas time, uh, we have this thing called El Dia de los, uh, de los Innocentes, which is the Day of the Innocents, which, by the way, falls on my birthday. Mm. And it's, um, it's a day of practical jokes, and then several days later is the Day of the Three Kings, I think. I'm not really engulfed in my culture. But during the Three Kings, uh, you the Three Kings would visit your home, and if you were a good kid, you got a present. If you were a bad kid, you got either a lump of coal or a pile of crap. Mm. I mean, literally, a pile Did of crap. Did you ever get a pile of crap, Hector? I wasn't involved in, uh, in right. my culture, so no. Where? Hector is asking his pendulum for advice as to where to leave this coal. You know, who else are you going to ask? Well, Hector, you want to explain the pendulum for Amy? Ow, 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 ow. Oh, yeah, there's prickers on that one. Okay. Um, uh, 
Maybe the pendulum wishes to remain anonymous, a mystery. All right, I gotta get over there and I'm gonna drop it off over there. So yeah, uh, I'll explain the pendulum in a second because I'm really not quite sure how to explain it. Mm. I just know how to use it naturally, I guess. You know, the pendulum helps him find where the ghosts are. Mm. You know, I think I think it is every bit as reliable as any other piece of the rock. any other piece of equipment that people take on ghost hunts. But she's only saying so much. Let me get a nice picture of this lump of, of Hector and his lump of coal. No, I just know it's cursed. Focus in on the coal. All right. All right. All right. Let's do this. Okay. Yeah. Trudge our way through the path. Vines on which one could have practically swing. Yeah. Ooh, look okay. at that. Yeah. Over here. Yeah. Yeah, I'm starting to feel like it's launched. Alright, um, right, lump of coal. There you go. Mm-hmm. How do you feel, Hector? Well, I was consulting my pendulum this morning and it said it's not going to change quickly but it's wise to get rid of it in this right. area so i just want to get rid of it mm. all right no, i'm getting eaten I've, out here let's go yeah i believe we're did you did you deposit it yeah it's, it's over there oh, right yeah. here i was gonna suggest we throw it down the well where's the well I don't remember i can never find the well see now you know, pick up the why, coal again. why yeah, would so you we'll suggest not pick, that yeah but if, if we happen to come across the well no we're going back at this point because i'm wearing yeah. Right. Where? It's not. Uh, so from Chicago, unbelievable. Hope you'll come check us out at one of our upcoming library visits or bookstore visits in the next month or so. With a new book coming out, there's going to be some radio and things like that coming up. So stay tuned to ChicagoUnbelievable.com. Come check us out on one of the Chicago hauntings tours. And just don't forget to ask for Adam. Thanks. Chicago Unbelievable. <laughs>